Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. God bless you guys so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so today I'm just going to do a bit of a teaching, um, just a bit of a teaching. Hallelujah. Aaron, Andre, and Robin have, have spoken a lot and have preached powerfully, um, but I believe that the Lord has something for us again today. Amen. Amen. So for the theme that we have for our conference, which is loving God, loving God, um, I think when I had the email or the invites for, for the conference and I saw the, the theme, I was like, hey, wow. Loving God. Amen. Loving God. It's it's something special to me. And for a while I've been trusting that God himself will teach me about loving him. And so when I saw the theme and I when we read it over and over again to be sure that it was that same theme, it was overwhelming. Hallelujah. And so I think we're in a good place today. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. So, I'll try and speak on loving God, but I'll speak on a slightly different um, angle, which is more or less the effect of God's power. The effect of God's love, sorry. The effect of God's love. Or the effect and the power of God's love. Amen. And I think we looked at a few scriptures. Uh, Mark 12, verse 30 was the main um, theme. Um, and I also want us to look at a different verse, which is, oh, you've also heard it during the week, which is 1 John 4, verse 19. But we'll look at the first, the, the core scripture first, which is Mark 12, verse 30. And I believe everyone should be able to say it off head now, right? Hey, I'm not hearing you, right? Okay, it's on your screen, so there's Vim. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in the book of Mark 12, verse 30, so I'm just going to go slow and then we'll pick it up quickly. Amen. The book of Mark 12, verse 30, as you know, says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. It says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. For this is the first commandment. Hallelujah. And then let's also look at the book of First John 4, verse 19. First John 4, 19. The Bible says, We love him because he first loved us. Hallelujah. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. Now, putting certain things into context, um, we can go back to Mark 12, verse 30. I know a lot has been said already about the love of God and loving God and what love is and all of that. If you read the whole account of Mark 12 verse 30, or the whole account of Mark 12, right down to the verse that we have for our theme, which is verse 30. It says that you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The previous verses was basically Jesus Christ having an encounter with sees and then some scribes so more or less they were asking the lord jesus a few things as to how certain ways of life or the christian work or the work with god was conducted hallelujah and different things that were being asked if you read from verse 17 downward you you see them and then the scribes came to him and they asked him that okay in that case what then will he say is the first commandment or the best commandment or the most powerful commandment amen and then jesus gave this response hallelujah if you look at the book of if you look at the verse number 32 let's just go to verse 32 can you increase my mic a bit sorry verse 32 it says so the scribes said to him like i was saying they were engaged in a dialogue when they produced accounts and the Lord had given them the response as to what they asked was the best commandment or the first commandment. Amen. Are you with me? If you just follow me slowly. It would, it would make sense soon. Amen. 
And then he said, the scribe said to him, well said. This is the scribe telling Jesus Christ, well said. Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth. For there is one God and there is no other but he. 33. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole bent offerings and sacrifices. It's more than all the whole bent offerings and sacrifices. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The whole concept of God's love, the whole ideology of the love of God, the whole aspect of God's love. Christ here was establishing something. And what he was establishing was the foundation for all things that he does. Or the foundation through which things were made and things were done. Hallelujah. So he established love as the most powerful or the best or the first commandment. Amen. So he sets the precedent that love is the basis. Love is the foundation. Amen. And then he added that phrase in verse 33, the last verse and the last lines, where he said, which is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. The reason why he made that comment is because in their time, you'd realize or if you read from the the mosaic books the first five books of the of the bible it speaks about a way of life that the israelites had or the way the the jews and people had and for them each time they entered into error or each time they entered into some sort of you know um strife they would sacrifice an animal or um, they would give crops as a way in which they felt that they were purged by the lord hallelujah are you with me so to them even if they would sin or do something very tragic so far as they will lay offerings they will lay burnt sacrifices these are more or less things that you 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 put down and hope that because of those offerings because of those materials the lord shall purge you or make you whole so that was in the mind of of of, of them in their minds the way they get liberation the way they are made what whole are you with me that's the way they are made whole and so the lord knowing that context or the lord knowing that religion that he had or society that he had said it's not the giving of offerings it's not the giving of sacrifices but it's loving god with all their mind with all their strength with all their hearts with all their soul hallelujah so he sets that foundation he sets that basis that the most important thing that he will introduce in all his teachings and all his miracles and all his doings is the love of God or loving God. Amen. Amen. Let's look at the book of 1 John 4 verse 19. And I'll be using these two texts to try and explain a few things. 1 John 4 verse 19 says, We love him because he first loved us. And that's John speaking. Um, again, if you read the whole account of 1 John 4, John is trying to explain the concept of love or how and how he also encountered love. Hallelujah. And he, in his account, makes this conclusion at some points in the scriptures that we love him, God, because he first loved us. Hallelujah. I'll explain that as well. Anything that we, 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 we would ever do or would ever think about, would ever, you know, partake in, right? We need to understand that because of the foundations that the Lord set, love is the first thing. Love is the principal thing. The origin of God himself, the origin of God is love. When God was, there was love. For the Bible says, for God is love. If you look at First John 4 verse 16. Okay. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. For God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Amen. So everything that you'd ever do, if I do something, if I speak about something, if I engage in anything, the idea of love comes first. The idea of the love of God comes first. Why? Because God is love, and God is the origin. The first thing of anything that you'd ever do or that you'd be a part of is love. Are you with me? 
so each time we find ourselves doing things that omits love we are missing something from the beginning amen and so christ then told the scribes that the best commandment or the best instruction that he god or that god will give to them is that they should love the lord their god with everything they have basically because that comes first amen have i confused anybody yet awesome because that comes first god is love and god is the origin of all things if we don't believe in that there's a serious faith to challenge you that god comes first god is love hallelujah in this love that god set up or god established it's now up to us to should i say encounter it to understand what it is because we say loving god if you have no idea what the love of god is you cannot do it do you agree you cannot do it amen so the whole idea of love or the whole idea of the origin of god is all about love hallelujah it's all about love now whenever we speak about love um to most people unless it's put in some you know some spiritual states or some you know some who would your states be you would see that any time you think about love you are trying to imagine the kind of love that you assume to love your girlfriend to love your boyfriend to love your parents right oh right right good and that's the kind of understanding that most of us have in 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 god creating love what we need to understand is that there are various forms of love hallelujah they all came from god anyway but then there are various forms of love and so because there are various forms of love we still know that the first thing that god did or the first thing that comes from god is love for god is love hallelujah for example um if you, you know about the filius love okay some of you said yes the filius love is basically the love that exists between the brethren so if i say i love my brother or i love my sister we're talking about filius love right it's something that basically says oh i like you or it's born from affection right then we also have at least a type of love that you are, you should be familiar with which is the eros love right which is more or less the romantic kind of love in the book of song of solomon he speaks about it it's love that is mainly romantic love or sexual love <laughs> hallelujah are we in a safe place are we in a safe space okay now it's a sexual form of love or romantic love like i said all these things came from god for god is what good and then we have the agape which is basically god's love the divine love and that is evidently seen in the book of john 3 16. won't quote it we all know john 3 16. so we've seen agape we've seen phileos we've seen um eros now these are there are various forms of love anyway and they all proceed from god but the fundamental thing that we are seeing here is that god is love and what god is or god mentioned in the book of mark 12 verse 13 loving god is the agape kind of love not the eros love or the filius love hallelujah in the account where jesus christ was about to ascend after he rose from the dead and he was meeting his disciples you know occasionally and he was about to leave and he asked peter you know the three questions do you love me and peter responded and said yes lord i love you and apostle has taught us time and time again that at that encounter each time god asked peter that do you love me and peter responded he was responding by filius right because at the time peter had not fully encountered that love so there's no way he could love the way god was saying do you love me but to him he thought he loved the lord because he was thinking about filius because he knew jesus christ he had affection for him they've been should i say more or less together whilst the lord was on earth amen you're with me right we're going very slowly so there are various forms of love that proceeds from love in itself as the origin 
But God is love. And every kind of love, God is in it. So the Eros love shouldn't be strange because it's God who ordained the whole idea of marriage or of sexual activity. Hallelujah. So all that is all love. Now, maybe some of you are excited. I'm, I'm getting worried. Should I be worried? Okay, good. Hallelujah. So, we know now that there's a form of agape love, which is what the Lord was tell- talking about in Mark 12, verse 30. What is that kind of love? Again, that love is God. But what is that kind of love? The language that agape speaks of, right, is something that talks about commitment. So, agape love basically says, I'm committing to you sacrificially. So, if I say, I agape you, I'm committing myself to you, regardless of anything that will happen. Right? Philius is more or less affected by your own sentiments, your own emotions that come from your fleshly desires. So, if anything gets into the way of the two people who Philius each other, you see that then there's a sort of rift that comes through. Right? You begin to say, I'm not talking to this person. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Because something that established that connection is either broken or it's fading. Right? So you say, oh, this guy now is, no, at least he doesn't reach out to me. I don't talk to him. I don't talk to her. So it's like, our love is going down. You know, that kind of thing. Hallelujah. That's, what, that's how Philius works. In agape, there's nothing like that. There's, there are no conditions. It's a commitment. So the way you probably feel romantic or like we say, zoop zoops, you feel a kind of feeling that <laughs> makes you know that you are still into the person that's not agape. Hallelujah. At least, when Roland is married, I'm also married. I can tell you for a fact that it's not the, the, oh, okay. It's not the, I like you kind of thing that sustains marriage. No. No. It's not at all. So if in your minds you think it's going to be like that, like how you met your girlfriend first or boyfriend, it's going to be like that. It's, it's not really like that. Just to, to, to break your bubble. Hallelujah. It's the agape kind of love. The love that commits. Amen. Now, still on love, we're making a point. And we're just going very slowly. Foundations. God is love. The whole idea of love is God. The whole idea of love is God. The whole idea of God is love. Man in himself, you and I, do not have the capacity to love God fully. Man in himself do not have the capacity to love God fully. The Lord said, Love the Lord your God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. So, he's telling you to love God with everything you have because it's difficult in the first place for humans, for man, to agape God. Except, except, except by spirit. Amen. Except by his spirit. The Bible says that the spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of the Lord. And like I was saying, when Peter was encountering God before he ascended, he kept replying with Philius. Because by then, they had not received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So, loving God is something close to impossible by yourself. The best thing that you can do in your own strength, in your own understanding, is to fill your God. So, some of us can be very audacious enough to say, because God didn't give me an A or B in the subject, I've God. God didn't try for me. Right? It comes from that place of failures. Hallelujah. God is love, and love is God. The whole idea, any time you'd hear anything, that talks about love or that that depicts love, God is in it. But like I was saying, there's just some sort of corrupted idea that in today's age, anytime you hear love, you are imagining errors. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul, in encountering love, in encountering God, got to understand some things about love. Like I was saying, 
with man it's almost impossible to fully love god except by his spirit in agape in god you get to know god more hallelujah if you see the the various values or attributes in first corinthians 13 let's look at first Corinthians 13 from verse 4. good i'll just read together if somebody can have the microphone and just read with me wherever you see the word god um, love just replace it with god paul is talking about an encounter that he had or a revelation that he's understood to be love and you see that there's nothing about errors or feelings over here hallelujah are you with me yes sir good so let's read from verse 4 god God suffers suffers long and and is kind god does not envy god does not parade himself god is not puffed up that's five god does not behave rudely god does not seek his own god is not provoked and god thinks no evil six god does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth god bears all things believes all things hopes all things and he endures all things and that's eight god never fails but whether there are prophecies they will fail whether there are tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge they will vanish away hallelujah amen we've seen from verse 4 to verse 8 we are seeing certain things that is describing what love is we didn't say anything about errors inside did we we didn't say anything about feelings inside did we the only type of love definition that paul was speaking to the people of corinth was talking about setting values amen hallelujah loving god loving god this is the agape kind of love that we've seen that paul has expressed in the book of first corinthians um, 13 from verse 4 going hallelujah now ask yourself with all these things you can do your own self-assessment or ask the holy spirit to help you assess yourself how much do you love god or how much do you see the love of god in your brother hallelujah i didn't define it the bible speaks about it and he's telling you that this ideally is what the definition of god is and you can see clearly here all these things tick the boxes for god's kind of love true or false and this is what you and i today are more or less trying to to understand loving god loving god i don't know if many of you have um well some of you uh, would hear from friends i don't know if you guys didn't know what's what ndes are near-death experiences ndes near-death experiences okay so if you 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 listen to people that have had close encounters with dying or people who have should i say died briefly and then god will say come back like in the okcm administration the lady was told to go back to the earth hallelujah what most of them say when they come back is that they see differently and now they see in or they are seen is amplified more through love most of them say that that god will teach them that in going back they need to do a b c d but all of these things are born from loving god It's all about love for god is what love hallelujah are you still with me so the whole idea that we are speaking about now when it comes to loving god is more or less like i said a type of should i say lifestyle or a kind of walk with god is a commitment that we are doing loving god is not only about feeling so adorable and you are giving god all the kind of warmth or love that you think that you have no that's not love that's those are your feelings those are your feelings when you love god you see the things that he's mentioned kindness long suffering patient no iniquity these things are the characteristics of love or what god has defined himself to be amen hallelujah now in attempting to love god or in loving god there are certain things that we need to understand and 
um, it's my prayer that even as we go on, we actually understand. Now, what's your name? Sorry, Yvette. Okay, if I ask Yvette, Yvette, do you love God? What will be your response? You try. Okay, awesome. Another person, what's your name? Mercy. Mercy, do you love God? You also try. See me have another response. Does anybody love God? Oh, I'm not discouraging you guys, so. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Um, if you have two friends, right? Two friends. Let's say friend A and friend B. I don't want to mention names. Friend A and friend B. And you you are wondering if friend A loves friend B. We're not talking about failures here, like I said. It's not that type. Right? What will make you see that indeed friend A loves friend B? Or friend B loves friend A? I'm hearing some whisperings. Anybody wants to speak? Okay. It's actions. Good. Any any person else? You can just shout it. Nice. If somebody does something wrong, the other will forgive them. Any anyone else? The words. The words they speak. The time they spend together. Okay. Any more? Sacrifice. Any more? Did somebody say Momo? Please, oh. Please. <laughs> eh? Anybody else? Attention. Wow. We're entering certain realms. Okay. So, we're all mentioning different things, right? Um, it's good. We're all mentioning different things. The, like we're saying, love has certain values that it portrays. From 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, we saw it. Amen. What I want us to understand today with regards to love or attempting to love God or loving God, when we engage in that activity, what we see really, what we see really is in loving God, you get to know God. Really. Really. In loving God, you get to know God. Hallelujah. If me, for example, um, in my growing up, be my father, my mother, my older siblings, or my older relatives, they treat me in a particular way, which is said to be them loving me. My father says he loves me. Somebody was saying, you see by the actions or certain traits that they do. My mother loves me. She do A, B, C, or D things. Right? Now, the way I will learn love is by how they are acting towards me. Nobody else. Nobody else. That's how I will learn love. By the love that my parents will, will show me. And by so doing, I'll have an idea of what love is. Amen? My father does certain things and it taught us he's doing that because he loves me. I'll take it as that is what love is. I'll learn the love or I'll learn love through how he loves me. Amen? Just being very, very practical today so that we all understand this. If my mother does something to me or she does certain things for me, I would learn love from how she what she's taught me or she's acting. Amen. So I have a daughter. Um, I think she's a year and two months or three. If I get to wrong, my wife is going to kill me. I think it's a year and two months. Right? The way I'm going to treat her or act to her in her, in her mind, whatever that I'll do with her or speak to her or act with her, she's going to learn love through that for myself or my wife or people around her. Right? And that's going to constitute how she thinks of love. It's going to constitute how she would in turn love somebody else. Amen. Now, in the book of First John, like we've seen here, right? First John 4. John is essentially... If you look at the whole account from verse, I think from verse 7 downwards, he talks about love in different forms. Seeing through love, knowing through love, understanding through love, different things. You can read the whole account of 1 John 4. What John is saying, and what, like I was saying, Peter will eventually also understand, is love that they've encountered. Now, they've encountered love because they've encountered God. 
what does this mean with the kind of love that god has it's not something that is just abstract it's a working power right so when you encounter god's love what really happens as compared to the case of you know you loving your mother your father or basically reciprocating what um what they show you or what another person tells you the difference here is that for you encountering god or you loving god what happens in return is that god changes you completely amen and the way god changes you is that you begin to act out or you begin to show actions of what we saw in first corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 going that's how you truly know that somebody what has encountered god because if you encounter god you will encounter love there's nothing else that you encounter so the lord said in mark 12 verse 30 that love the lord with everything you have for this is the best commandment if they end up doing that and they have all these traits that god speaks about and more there is no amount of iniquity or amount of sin or amount of actions that they will do why because they are loving god and two they are knowing god they will not act out of god are you with me you cannot act out of god if you've experienced god if you experience love so what god's love does when you encounter him is that he changes you he changes you your actions change your mindset changes your character changes somebody does something to you the first thing you're going to do instead of reacting is probably to just take a step back be patient find out if you could correct the person later or talk to the person you're not going to throw words around you're not going to to insult back why you've encountered love anybody that has some sort of anger issues or anxiety issues is undeveloped right in the area where we say god is love god is patient because they've not had that encounter with it hallelujah when you love god when you start to love god when you attempt to love god or in loving god everything about you changes it's not a reciprocated thing that happens you don't love god so that god loves you back no no we see that in the book of first john 4 it says that we love god because he first loved us and i think i heard robin talk about it on tuesday as well there is nothing that you can do there's no gift you can buy there is no offering you can give there's no thought or plan that you can do that will cause god to love you more in a sense no it doesn't work that way what happens is you change in loving god god changes you because you're encountering something that 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 like i was saying is a transformative power right in loving god you get to know god more you get to know his ways more you get to know what he would have done in certain situations so john in speaking had encountered this kind of love he had encountered this kind of experience with himself and he then said no we love him because he first loved us god cannot love you more than he does he loves you it's a constant what changes is your actions towards him your motives towards him the way you take him seriously hallelujah so if you don't start acting in the ways that we've seen god to be love kindness patience long-suffering obedience and whatnot you cannot say you've encountered god so paul then says that you can't tell me that you hate your brother and say you know god no and that verse sounds like i mean the first time i also read through where it says um if you if you if you okay first john 4 20 someone says i love god and hates his brother he's a liar these are strong words he's a liar for he for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen now how can he love god whom he has not seen like i was saying if you 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 are told that you hate your 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 brother so you don't love god what's the correlation in in our in our minds we can think that you can hate somebody or dislike somebody but then you still love god because 
your love for God has got nothing to do with you disliking somebody, right? That's how it sounds like. Right? But what Paul is saying is it's not possible. Why? Because if you indeed love God, you know about God. You know the value that God has with regards to loving somebody, being patient for somebody, being kind to somebody. You cannot then hate somebody else. It's not God. Are you with me? You cannot make that claim. And so all of these things are gradual. These things are, 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 are learned. What you must understand is that God is love. And if you decide indeed to love God, then you are deciding in a sense to know God. Amen. You can decide that for 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 every Friday you're going to be here on, 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 on time. Sunday you're going to be the first, be in the front seat, you're going to, to to give the biggest offer to you, you're going to do everything. The point is that you can do all of those things if your actions, like somebody said, does not show the attributes that God has described, you're not loving God. You're not loving God. You are attempting to love God, of course, but you are not loving Him. They are more, these are more or less things that get your conscience to feel that, okay, I'm ticking the boxes. I'm early in church. I'm saying hi to everybody. I'm smiling with everybody. I'm giving the biggest offerings. Um, 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 reading my Bible seven times, seven days a week, but are you being transformed? You know, that's the question. Are you being transformed? Very similar to, to sometimes we look read the Bible and we think that the people of old, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Jews, they were some way required too much. It, it's really us that that that's where they're. It's really us that we're there, to be honest. Because you can take your Bible, you can do things, and in your mind, you're already doing everything well. But then somebody says something to you just just now, your reaction to the person will show you that, mm, Charlie, I, I, I'm not there that the way I think I'm there. Are you with me? When you love God, you know God. When you begin to do the things that the Bible describes as what God is in the book of First Corinthians 13 verse 4, you in turn know him. You in turn encounter him. Hallelujah. I don't want us to follow the 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 the, the, the cliche thing where we, we, we think that if I love somebody, the person has to do the same thing back to me. No. If I give this person a gift in my mind, I'm expecting that on my birthday he or she will do the same thing. That's not love. That's more on the filious realm. Hallelujah. Knowing God means that you are beginning to understand love. You know love. For God is love and love is God. And so each time that we face a situation where we have to act in a particular way, we have to express certain things in a particular way, you then are tested within yourself whether or not you've had an encounter with God. You've had an encounter with love. You cannot say you hate your brother and say that you know God. You're lying. These are hard teachings that Paul gave, but these are truths. These are truths. Because the thing is, I mean, I'm sure most of you also have the experience. Sometimes you can perhaps be watching you know, sermons throughout the whole day or listening to worship, you know, three or eight pieces the whole day, two hours, three hours. You know, your mind, you are soaking deep. You are entering realms. Hallelujah. Just take the apes out of the ear and let somebody insult you right now. You see that within you, what is really coming out, if you do not have that control, it will come out. Because what really is not happening or has not happened is that the aspect of God or the idea of loving God, you are not as strong in it. The Bible says that for the love of God constrains us. The word constrain means it's holding us back. It's keeping us. So the way you are then tolerant of certain things, or you are then, should I say, understanding of certain things, will teach you or let you know 
how much really of God is in you? How much really of God have you encountered? So there are different levels of which people have encountered God. There are different ways in which people have met and understood the love of God. But at the end of the day, the end goal is to have the complete character of Jesus. Because God will not love anybody outside his son, Jesus. He's the one that died for us. John 3.16 tells you that God committed to, God agape, he gave us his only son. So that you and I will have eternal life. His pleasure was found only in his son dying for you. Everything that Jesus Christ came on earth to do, every sin that he abolished, is what gave God pleasure. If God looks at mercy, right? If God looks at mercy and God does not see the character of Christ in mercy, God will not, in a sense, love her. What God loves is 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 a son whom has been perfected. God loves you because He is giving His Son to die for you that you might take the very nature of Christ. Anything that is not necessarily Christ-like, is not necessarily holy or in the image of God. God cannot look at it. He looks down on it. So you see that on the cross, even when Jesus Christ was was dying, there's a split second where the Lord took His God took His eyes from Jesus. Because he cannot, God can't stand iniquity. It's, it's not that he's doing too, no, no. It, it, it's just who he is. He can't. You know, it's almost like putting a fish in the air and seeing a fish will fly. It's not, it, it won't happen. The fish is not doing too, no. He can't fly. You know, that's how it's working. And so, anything that you do outside the character of Christ, outside the way that God has described what love should be, you are not loving God. You are not possessing the character of God, the character of Christ. Are you with me? So we've seen that we said that the love of God constrains us. We can look at Second Corinthians five verse fourteen. Second Corinthians five verse fourteen. So, like we said, that the evidence really of your loving God is when your being is transformed. Then we know that indeed you are loving God. You're showing working. It's not just talk. Amen. Second Corinthians five verse fourteen. So we're looking at some of the things that God's love does to us. One of the f- things that it does is that it compels us, it constrains us, it keeps us. Okay, verse fourteen. For the love of Christ compels us. You have another version. Just want to break down the compels. Okay. Another version. Constraints also quite heavy. Okay. Christ. Okay, let's use Amplified. For the love of Christ controls and compels us because we have concluded that we have concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. The love of God controls. It controls. And it's not a dictatorship kind of thing. It's not being a dictator. Naturally, if you have the love of God, certain things that are not of God, are not intended to wrap shoulders with God, you will not do. Because what is working in you is God himself. The love of God working in you is keeping you from doing certain things. Hallelujah. God's love also breaks us. If you look at the book of Matthew 21 verse 44. It speaks about how if you are better off falling on the rock than the rock falling on you. Okay. It says, whoever stumbles on this stone gets shattered. Whoever the stone falls on gets smashed. Whoever stumbles... On the love of God, get broken. Whoever that the God's love will hit on will break the person. God's love has a tendency of making sure that everything you knew that should not be of Him, you know, gets put aside. His character begins to overshadow the worldly nature that you might possess, the 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 unbaptized nature that you might possess, so that it transforms you, it breaks you. Anything that is not necessarily of God, God takes it away. Hallelujah. In the book of Titus 3 verse 5, we see that God's love also reveals his mercy. And again, I think in the during the KTM session, we saw that that, that being that played out. God's love shows mercy. It says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Through the washing of 
free generation and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Another thing that we see that God's love does is He reviews His grace. Ephesians 2, from verse 8 to 9, we can look at that. Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. That's like I was saying, nothing that you would claim to do, any gift that you think you can buy for God any offering that you can give for god any seed that you can give from god can buy god's love no amen god's love reveals his grace it's just by grace and then like we were talking about god's love transforms us first john 4 verse 18. first john 4 verse 18 says okay now there's no fear in love but perfect love casts out all fear. That's the action that love is doing. It's casting out all fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So we have seen the element that I was talking about earlier that we've seen that anyone who has not fear has been made perfect in love. We all have different phases of which we are progressing in our love for God or in the things of God that we love. And so it's not necessarily to say be envious or whatever. But for each one, you are given a measure of Christ and we then work at it. We work through it. But we are seeing here that God's love transforms. God's love has the power to change, to remold, to remake things. Hallelujah. I just want to, I mean, heading towards the end, like I've been saying for the last couple of minutes, the main thing that loving God does it gets you in the position where you begin to act like God. You begin to react like God. Love changes you. Love gives you a new identity. Love puts on you a character that is identifiable with God. When you encounter God, you encounter his love. You encounter the things that constrain you from doing what you shouldn't do. You encounter the things that push you to do what initially you are not able to do. What is happening here is a complete takeover. Amen. It's a complete takeover. That's the power and the action of God's love. Now, I mean, and like we've, we've been saying here, the more you seek to love God, the more you attempt to love God, you are going to see that you're, you are essentially knowing him. You are encountering him. You are knowing about him. His love will cause you to take certain decisions that you may not have thought about before. You may not have assumed to be doing. People will now start seeing and thinking that probably are being weird or this thing pan that we thought you'd have hit the person or you'd have done something. You didn't do anything. And so in their eyes, you look like a fool. But like we've seen, God's love constrains. It keeps you from doing certain things. It keeps you from destroying things. It keeps you from from messing up things that you shouldn't mess up. Hallelujah. In loving God as well, if you read, let's look at the book of John 14, verse 15. And all these things that God says, so John 14, verse 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. The whole point, like we saw, is in Mark 12, verse 30, the foundational theme for the conference, where Christ was telling the scribes to give everything of themselves into loving god to give everything of themselves into loving god we can talk about that in another whole sermon but you know yourself i know myself you know the kind of things that you've honestly put as priority in your mind towards god you know the way you probably want to just show off or just you know show face but deep within you are far from the mark loving god is putting god as priority Loving God is making sure that anything that you want to do or think of, God has to come in first. What God thinks or what God would have done in that situation will come first. It's nothing of yourself. In loving God completely, in committing yourself to him completely, is understanding that because he's first, he would have an opinion about things. And that's one of the difficult things that as Christians we honestly face most of the time. You want to do things in your own way, in your own time, because of the inner feeling of satisfaction that you have. But like we've learned, God's love, once you've encountered it, will break you. 
it will not allow you to do things the way you want to do it so a man completely in love with god has completely surrendered to god there's no self in him there's no self in him hallelujah and of course also when we are loving god you'll get to read his word more you want to know about him what did god do in this situation what did uh, our patriarchs and our people of old do in particular situations you see people who either made mistakes people who did things that were worthy of writing you see all of those things but again as you read and nothing really is happening to you you are not necessarily encountering god you are just reading we're not saying don't read the word of god but as you are reading like everyone has been teaching us when you are reading you are praying as well because what you are reading should take effect on you so the bible says that if somebody reads or or hears something and does not do it it's as though somebody who has um, thrown up and has gone back to lick his, his, his vomit right you can read the word of god but if there's no action showing that you are indeed now doing what the word of god has says transformation has not taken place and that's the place of the holy spirit so like i was saying man in himself does not have the capacity to love fully except by the spirit of god amen amen even as we conclude for the conference even as we conclude for 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 all that we've heard from day one even up to now i want us to make a reflection of truly how much we are loving god truly how much we are knowing god how much we are encountering god how much we are understanding the doings of god how much of god do you have in yourself how much of god do you do you know how much of god are you sharing with somebody what do people see when they think that you love god what do people see with the way you relate to one another john says that they know that we've we've passed from death to life by the love of god that's the only true mark that's the only true marking scheme that will get you into a, a position where you can bring pleasure to god hallelujah amen so have a reflection in this prayer conference that we've spoken about loving god ask yourself what really are the things that you do or that go on in your life that really show that you love god or that really show that you have been loving god that really show that you've put all things aside and you've made god priority if you can assess these things you can mark yourself you know the state that you are in and you really know how much of god is within you how much of love is within you but like we said god is love and love is god anyone that has god within himself or herself naturally naturally will ooze out the nature of god right human beings are full of blood so if you take a knife right now and cut somebody blood will come out if you claim to be full of god if you claim to have full love of god when things hit you when things test you when things shake you what comes out is what will really tell you how much of god is within you amen so when you learn to love god first you love the brethren you can love your neighbor and you can love your neighbor with even a superior kind of love not the foolish type of love but with god's love amen another thing that we've said that you should understand is that loving god or the love of god is not something that works as as somebody that is reciprocating something we don't love god to get something back no you don't love god to get something god doesn't love you to get anything back from you no that's not agape that's not the love of god and so we've seen that in 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 doing things or in expressing the love of god you are not expressing a reciprocation given back what you're expressing is something that is born of god b-o-r-n-e is born of god it's of him you are naturally responding because what is within you is god what is within you is the love of god amen your thinking your character your mindsets your attitude they flow through the ways of god through the acts of god through god's love that is loving god that's loving god if you love the lord you love your brethren easily you cannot love your wife or your husband if you don't know or if you don't love god everything that you may assume to be love 
these things will be more or less like things that do not last so like i was saying if you love god if you love your wife which is beautiful and one day she gets bent by an iron god forbid and a scar comes are you still going to love your wife it's agape that will teach you and remind you that you are committed to your wife and that's what it really means by you love your wife it's not because she's beautiful she has no scars no pimples nothing no that's not love and these are the thick things that you have to understand if you love god or if you love people because of what you are going to get from them what you are going to 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 appreciate from them where they are going to take you to you've not met love you've not met love and you've not met god god's love is extravagant it it it, it doesn't know anything about 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 hate so like we saw in first Corinthians 13 god's love does not god's love hopes for things god's love is hopeful god's love trusts it doesn't think negative about anything or it's not loving somebody cautiously i know that if i if i if i talk to this person or i begin to show this person some sort of kindness or or goodness tomorrow she might just forget what i've done for her she might not think that i really liked her i really loved her she might think that oh i was just doing it because um i was in a mood too so let me just let me just love the person about 20 percent when i see that he or she's really ready for me then i'll give my all no that's not extravagant love you go all out knowing very well that you can get hurt that's god's love it's difficult but it's easy because you have a spirit amen loving god essentially is an invitation for you to get to know god loving god is essentially an invitation for you to get to know god many of you say i want to know god i want to have an encounter with god i mean those encounters where you you meet angels you see things you 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 enter into realms these are good experiences that add to your spiritual walk but i can tell you for a fact that they don't change your character i don't know how but it doesn't happen i know friends who back from school had encounters with angels they went to heaven came back told many stories i know them personally and four or five years on the line they are serious alcoholic drinkers they are they are either womanizing or or stuff like that and i asked myself but these guys saw angels these guys went to heaven these people were people that will tell you stories about probably almost dying and they saw things they 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 encountered beings who were not of the earth you know angels but what happened to them what happened to them so paul could say boldly that even if an angel comes to tell you something that is not necessarily scriptural don't believe the angel because no matter what you do it's not about the the vicious things that you see and touch no god is love and love is god if you indeed encounter these things if you indeed encounter these values that we are speaking about or we've spoken about this morning your character changes your mindset changes the way you behave changes that is a true encounter with god it's not meeting angels it's not entering into seventh eighth ninth tenth realms no those things will not change you i guarantee you for a week or two you'll probably be awed by the awesomeness of god or by the good things of god but after a while you would forget or you would not appreciate it why because the love of god is not within you god's love that suffers long that is patient that is extravagant god's love that that hopes it believes all things and does all things that thing or those things that are not there will not allow you to sustain god's love amen it's my prayer that even as we conclude the prayer conference if you decide that from today i'm going to love god you understand that you are talking about agape you're not talking about knowing that your feelings really feel that i'm in, i'm into god or i'm doing god's things if you decide that you're going to love god you are deciding to take a particular kind of work with god where you are committing you are giving yourself to god you will not get it all right from the very beginning but you'll be on a journey until the bible can talk of you and say that you've been perfected in love through a or b 
COD characters. Hallelujah. I just want us to read verse Corinthians 13, verse 4, one more time. First Corinthians 13, verse 4. Shall we just rise as we read? So like we did, we're replacing wherever you see love, you are putting you are putting God there. Hallelujah. Amen. First Corinthians 13, verse 4. God suffers long, and God is kind. God does not envy. God does not parade himself. God is not puffed up. God does not behave rudely. God does not seek his own. God is not provoked. God doesn't think about evil. God does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. God bears all things. God believes all things. God hopes all things. God endures all things. Lastly, God never fails. But whether they are prophecies, they will fail. Whether they are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, they will vanish away. God's love never fails. For God is love, and love is God. Hallelujah. Amen. Just bow your heads down. Adam, just stay on the strings for me. God's word has come to us. God has taught us or is showing us what his love can do, what his ways can do. Just briefly before we close service, I don't want you to think about anything. I don't want you to, to imagine how your mind is working or what you are, what, what plans you have like david was leading us in prayer earlier your prayer is just simple that anything that will cause you to be distracted or anything that will stand in the way of you giving yourself fully to god god should help you do away with it very simple anything that would not allow you to go in fully into god anything that will not allow you to give yourself wholly or give yourself to the ways of god fully god should help you take it away God should help take it away. To decide for yourself today that Lord, I want to love you. I'm going to love you. Anything that is of you, anything that I know you to do, anything that the Bible speaks about you, about your way, is such things I want to be doing. I want to know you. I want to love you, Lord. Change my character. Change my mindset. Father, give me a new revelation about you. That Lord, I'll commit to you that Father, I'll do all things, I'll do all things in the way that you want me to do. Oh, God wants you to come to Him more than you can imagine, trust me. And He knows that your coming to Him is more or less your 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 World Cup, your your victory. That you shall know Him, you shall encounter Him. I just want you to press in into the Lord, press into Him. Father, I've heard your word today. Reveal my state, Lord, to me. Let me change, change me, Lord. Let me encounter you, Father. Let me encounter your Let me encounter your revelation of love. That Lord, I can love my brethren as you've told me to do. Father, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me, Lord. Let me encounter your ways. Let me encounter your truth, O oh God. Yes, Lord. 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 For God is more than able. God is more than ready to deposit himself into you. To show you the good things of him. Wow. 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 I see God pouring a newness, a newness into this place. I see God pouring what looks like fresh water fresh water fresh wind into most of us here just open up and and trust that god is filling you anew with his love filling you with his love my goodness oh receive receive of god's receive god's 
God's God's newness. God is doing a new thing in our lives. Receive of God's presence. Receive of God's ways. Madisha Mandele Kiranda Kanda Labado Saroda Kapadi Marande. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, may we know you. May we know you, God. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.